Welcome to Walk in Truth. These are the Bible teachings of Pastor Michael Lance, equipping you to reach out with God's truth to all people and how to apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You can learn more about the program and our church when you visit walkintruth.com or download our free Living Truth app. Now, here's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 16 called True Comfort. Job pictures God as a vicious predator, hunting him down, gnashes his teeth, glares at him, just waiting for the next strike. Sometimes I think that's what we think. God's just waiting to beat me over the head with a family Bible the minute I get out of the line. Whack! (laughs) But God is not our adversary. He's our advocate. Amen? We have an adversary who prowls around like a roaring lion seeking someone to devour. That's Satan. God is our advocate, not our adversary. But Job is at a place subjectively in his experience and emotion where life makes it feel like God is his adversary. You ever been there before? Okay, I know God loves me. I know he's my advocate. But what in the world's going on? Lord. Sometimes subjectively in our experience and feeling, we feel like God may be our adversary, but he's not. This is why we need to be reminded about the truth. Because if we start seeing things the wrong way, We're going to end up in a bad spot. He loved me and gave himself up for me. God so loved the world that he gave his only son. For by these he has granted to us, 2 Peter 1, 4, precious and magnificent promises in order that by them you might become partakers of the divine nature, having escaped the corruption that is in the world by lust. Job, his life, the community, Everybody looks at him and says his life is a disaster. He's probably sitting on the ash heap for a a time outside the city gate and people are walking by and thinking, the guy is a disaster. He must have done something wrong. He goes on, he says, they have gaped at me, verse 10, with their mouth. They have slapped me on the cheek with contempt. They have massed themselves against me. People jeer, New Living Translation, and laugh at me, they slap my cheek in contempt. A mob gathers against me. Now, Job, remember, in Job 2.8, he's got the boils, and he, he's taking a piece of broken pottery, and he's scraping them, probably scraping the pus, and he's sitting on an ash heap, and his friends throw dust up in the air, and he's outside the city gate, and people come walking by, and now we're getting a little bit more detail about what happened. You know what happened? Mobs began to gather around Job and say, you, they gaped their mouth. I had to look up gape. It's actually something used in Psalm 22. I'll show you in a moment in the New King James. But to gape is to do something like this. It's to open your mouth wide like. And that's what they were doing to Job. They were walking by him in his misery and going, Oh, Job. Can you picture the teenagers coming by? Job, look at his boils. Stop a picture of the boils. Selfie. (laughs) Job's boils. And it got so bad that apparently people came by and started slapping him in the face. 
And apparently Job was too weak to defend himself. Can you imagine a mob coming around you and you're sick and you have a fever and you're devastated with grief and they encircle you and begin to smack you in the face? And you were the greatest man of the East! And now what are you? A joke. An absolute joke. Teenagers just walk by after school, just have a little fun with old Job. Wow. Would you turn to the next book? It's Psalm 22. I want to show you this incredible prophecy about the Messiah and show you how Jesus is the greater Job. Take a look. This is Psalm 22, beginning in verse 6. The passerbys, I want you to think about them and think about this prophecy of the Messiah. I am a worm, 22.6, in Psalm 22.6, and not a man, a reproach of men and despised by the people. All who see me snare at me. They separate with the lip. They wag the head, saying, commit yourself to the Lord. Let him deliver him. Let him rescue him because he delights in him. Yet thou art he who didst bring me forth from the womb, verse 9. Thou didst make me trust when upon my mother's breast. Upon thee I, I was cast from birth. Thou hast been my God from my mother's womb. Be not far from me, for trouble is near, and there is none to help. Many bulls have surrounded me. Strong bulls of Bashan have encircled me. They open wide their mouth at me as a ravening and roaring lion. If you have the New King James, it says they gape at me with their mouths, just like we saw in Job like a raging and roaring lion. This is why I've told you that Jesus is the greater Job. We can see these pictures. I'm poured out like water. All my bones are out of joint. My heart is like wax. It is melted within me. My strength is dried up like a postured. My tongue cleaves to my jaws. Thou dost lay me in the dust of death. Dogs have surrounded me. A band of evildoers, a mob, if you will, has encompassed me. They pierced my hands and my feet. I can count all my bones. They look, they stare at me, they divide my garments among them, and for my clothing they cast lots. Many of you have studied this before, written a thousand years before Jesus was born and crucified, very detailed what happened to him during his passion and on the cross. Back to Job and we'll finish it. Do you see that things that we may not have thought about in the book of Job start to foreshadow the coming greater Job, Jesus? Things that happened to Job. He was an innocent sufferer. He was great, and then all of a sudden, calamity struck. He was innocent. Why was he suffering? God hands me over to ruffians, verse 11, Job 16, and tosses me into the hands of the wicked. They formed a mob. They beat Job. They slapped him in the face, all foreshadowing what was coming in the life of Jesus. Job had lost all his dignity physical and emotional toil coalesce in a terrible marriage on one innocent righteous man. Job has become the punching bag of the East instead of the greatest man of the East. Man, it is so easy to fall from grace. We've seen in the last couple of years some major pastors have some very public falls. And when you see that, it's very sad and being a pastor myself, it gets my attention very quickly. And it makes me realize that we have to be careful and guard our lives. 
I was gonna take you to Matthew 27, but let me just read it for you because I think you, you know these verses. They released Barabbas for them, but having Jesus scourged, he handed him over to be crucified. The soldiers of the governor took Jesus into the praetorium. They gathered the whole Roman cohort around him. They stripped him. They put a scarlet robe on him. After twisting a crown of thorns, they put it on his head. They, uh, and a reed in his right hand, they knelt before him and mocked him, saying, Hail, King of the Jews. They spat on him. They took the reed and began to beat him on the head. And after they had mocked him, they took a scarlet robe off him, put his own garments back on him, and led him away to crucify him. Later in Matthew 27, the robbers who'd been crucified with him were also insulting him with the same words. Now from the sixth hour, darkness fell upon the land to the ninth hour. About the ninth hour, Jesus cried with a loud voice, Eli, Eli, lama sabachthani, which means, my God, my God, why? Why have you forsaken me? Mark 14, 65 says, some began to spit at Jesus to blindfold him blindfold him and beat him with their fists and they said to him prophesy and the officers received him with slaps in the face mark 16 i'm sorry mark 14:65 and finally the prophecy in isaiah 50 when it says i gave my back to those who strike me and my cheeks to those who pluck out the beard i did not cover my face from humiliation and spitting these are all prophecies about jesus that came to pass Job says, as we wind down, I was at ease, all was with, with me, all was well with me, uh, NIV, we're back in Job 16, 12, but he, God, shattered me. He has grasped me by the back, uh, by the neck, and shaken me to pieces. He has also set me up as his target. You can imagine like a big, powerful being grabbing uh, Job by the back of the neck. Imagine if it were you picking him up off the ground and shaking him like he was a doll. His arrows, that is God's, this is how Job is seeing things, even though he's not correct, surround me. Without mercy, he splits or slashes my kidneys open. You guys will remember that when Jesus was being whipped, uh, medical experts say that the cat of nine tails would open you up to expose your organs. That's how devastating just the whipping was. My kidneys are open, says Job. He pours out my gall on the ground. This is gross. You may not have a uh, cookie later. But, but gall is the, the contents of the gallbladder or bile. He breaks through me with breach after breach. He runs at me like a warrior. I feel like a target. God's got his target on me, and he just takes another arrow, and I get wound after wound after wound. I've sewed sackcloth 15 over my skin, I thrust my horn into the dust. This idea is he's so grievously wounded, he's trying to put sackcloth over his scabby skin. Some of the wounds are trying to heal, and the horn in the dust speaks of his strength. And they say animals who have been, uh, become the target of a predator can be at such a point where they will actually take their face and bury it in the ground or bury their horns in the ground. And some people that we've seen and sometimes you see them driving out of uh, shopping centers. They're so beaten up and devastated by life, they can't even look up anymore. Can't even look at you. That's Job. Once a proud, spiritual, wealthy man. He says, my face is flushed. It's inflamed from weeping. Deep darkness is on my eyelids. I've got dark circles around my eyes. Although there's no violence in my hands, 
and my prayer is pure. You'll hear more from Pastor Michael in a moment. Thanks for tuning in to Walk in Truth today. Did you know there's more where that came from? Download the Living Truth app to listen to more of Pastor Michael's teachings whenever you want. You can even watch videos. And if you're local to Southern California, you can get updates on church events, new studies, and more. Download the free Living Truth app today. Producer Rob Newton here, and on behalf of Pastor Michael and the Walk in Truth team, thank you so much to our financial and prayer partners. Whether you have given a one-time donation or you have become a monthly partner, you have contributed to our mission to reach out with God's truth to all people and helping listeners like you apply that truth to today's issues, trends, and culture. You've heard that before, right? Well, we mean it. Thanks to our financial partners, we have added three new radio stations this year. Our prayer is to bless our new listeners the way we have hopefully been a blessing to you. If you're a longtime listener, would you please consider becoming a $5 a month partner? That may not seem like much, but every little bit makes it possible for us to continue our broadcasts, podcasts, and free apologetic events. Please become a partner giving at least $5 a month. Visit walkintruth.com to donate or call 844-48-TRUTH. That's walkintruth.com or call 844-48-TRUTH. We'd love to see who's listening, so please connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Just do a search for Walkin' Truth Show. Now, back to Pastor Michael Lance, right here on Walkin' Truth. His arrows, that is God's, this is how Job is seeing things, even though he's not correct, surround me. Without mercy, he splits or slashes my kidneys open. You guys will remember that when Jesus was being whipped, Uh, Medical experts say that the cat of nine tails would open you up to expose your organs. That's how devastating just the whipping was. My kidneys are open, says Job. He pours out my gall on the ground. This is gross. You may not have a uh, cookie later, but but gall is the, the contents of the gallbladder or bile. He breaks through me with breach after breach. He runs at me like a warrior. I feel like a target. God's got his target on me, and he just takes another arrow, and I get wound after wound after wound. I've sewed sackcloth 15 over my skin. I thrust my horn into the dust. This idea is he's so grievously wounded, he's trying to put sackcloth over his scabby skin. Some of the wounds are trying to heal, and the horn in the dust speaks of his strength. And they say animals who have been uh, become the target of a predator can be at such a point where they will actually take their face and bury it in the ground or bury their horns in the ground. And some people that we've seen, and sometimes you see them driving out of uh, shopping centers, they're so beaten up and devastated by life, they can't even look up anymore. Can't even look at you. That's Job. Once a proud, spiritual, wealthy man He says, my face is flushed. It's inflamed from weeping. Deep darkness is on my eyelids. I've got dark circles around my eyes. Although there's no violence in my hands and my prayer is pure. It says of the Messiah in Isaiah 53, 9, his grave was assigned with the wicked, with wicked men, yet he was with a rich man in his death because he had done no violence, Isaiah 53, 9, nor was there any deceit in his mouth. But it pleased the Lord to crush him. Because Jesus, his suffering was for our redemption. And Job then says, O earth, do not cover my blood. 
I'm praying that my blood will be a witness. Don't cover it. Don't bury it. I pray it'll cry out for revenge or justice is the idea. We see this in Genesis 4 when it comes to the blood of Abel. And there be no resting place for my cry. I want it open and exposed. And then all of a sudden, out of almost nowhere, Job says, even now, behold, my witness is in heaven and my advocate is on high. Have you ever gotten there before where you came up with 17 different ways to fix what's going wrong in your life, self-help, I'm going to do this, I'm going to improve, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to do this, and then all of a sudden, life got to a point where you had to just look up. You know, that's a pretty good place to be. And Job paused here and said, even now, even with all of this, Job has not lost his faith in God or his hope. He says, my witness is where? Look at your Bible. My witness is where? In heaven. And my hope or my advocate is on high. What's he saying? I thought God was his enemy. I thought he was saying that God made him his punching bag and Job was his punching bag and the the bullets and arrows were coming. Now, all of a sudden, he says he has an advocate in heaven? The answer is yes. Job may not understand all of it, but he seems to be implying that the only way that he can be rescued is God. And that's true of all of us. We all have to come to a point where life causes us to look up and say, oh, Lord, be my advocate. I don't want to have an adversarial relationship with you. Sin separates us from God. I need an advocate. My little children, I'm writing these things to you that you may not sin. But if anyone sins, we have an advocate with the Father, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. That's 1 John 2, 1 and 2. You and I have an advocate. He is on your side. And maybe what the book of Job is doing right now, Bible students, is beginning to delve into the mystery of the Trinity and how God the Son, our advocate, will be crushed by the wrath, if you will, of God the Father to satisfy that wrath. And the answer will be in God. See, God saves us from his wrath by his own intervention of an advocate. And the advocate is God the Son. That is mysterious, isn't it? It's hard to fathom, but don't get confused. God the Father so loved you that he did what? He sent his son. See, God loves you, and God found a way for you to be reconciled through the suffering of the son. And so Job says, I know I have an advocate, and you and I do too. My friends are my scoffers. My eyes, my eye weeps to God. And then he says, oh, that I might plead with God as a man with his neighbor. We'll save verse 22 for next time. Would you pray with me? Father, we had to move quickly through those uh, final verses, but thank you for the book of Job and thank you for an advocate, Jesus Christ, the righteous one. Thank you that Job foreshadows the greater Job, Jesus, the ultimate innocent sufferer. When we think about Job sitting outside the city gate, mocked and ridiculed, encircled, slapped in the face, suffering, asking deep questions, why, why, why? 
It's an amazing picture. Job couldn't have realized that he was foreshadowing Jesus, but he was. And here, in a, in a very difficult, dark chapter, all of a sudden, Job says, I know I have an advocate on high. Later, in a few chapters, he'll say, I know that my Redeemer lives. Thank you, Lord. Oh, we're not going to make sense of all the twists and turns of this life, but one thing we know, we have an advocate. And the way we can really know that is we take a look at his hands, his pierced hands, his wounded side, his nail-pierced feet. We may be wrestling with some doubt tonight, but we have an advocate, and he proved it by coming to live in our pain, to go to the cross for us, to bring us ultimate comfort, true comfort in Christ. Now, brother and sister, um, tonight, as you let the word of God just minister to your heart, if you don't know this true comforter, if you don't have the Holy Spirit living in you, and you want to know this peace and comfort, you've got to just ask for it. It's already been paid for in full. He's already paid the price, but you've got to make it your own, and it's something just this simple. Would you pray it? Jesus, thank you for dying on the cross for me. Thank you for being the ultimate innocent sufferer. Thank you for taking my punishment and bearing my shame at the cross. Thank you for the redemption that you paid in your death. And thank you for your resurrection. I believe tonight. I ask you to be my Savior, my Lord. Thank you that you're my advocate. If you've been backsliding or maybe life has thrown you some curveballs and you feel like you've taken some steps back, He's here, he's on your side, he loves you. And I think he would bid you tonight just to lay aside the burdens and come to him. Give the burdens to him tonight. He'll carry them for you. And Father, for this precious fellowship and each precious person that comes to hear from you on these Wednesday nights, I pray that your voice has been heard. I pray that your people have been encouraged. I pray that they've found maybe more depth of comfort. And I pray that you would just minister to them uh, in their daily lives and use us, Lord. May we not just be comforted to be comfortable. May we become comforted to be comforters. And I ask that you'll empower us to do just that by your grace, by your power, and for your glory. In Jesus' name and all God's people say. You've been listening to True Comfort, Part 3 on Walk in Truth. That's the conclusion of Pastor Michael's teaching in Job chapter 16. Hey, if you missed any part of today's program, you can listen to Walk in Truth on our free Living Truth app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, just so you know, we have free apologetic events coming up and we'd love it if you joined us. They're called 633 and that's based off of Matthew 633. Pastor Michael invites special guests, professionals in their fields, to talk about hard topics that affect the culture. In the past, we've had guest speakers that have talked about the issues of racism, the COVID-19 pandemic, suicide, and how we as Christians can talk about those issues. You can watch those talks and many others on our free Living Truth app. 
And having the app on your phone or tablet will help because you'll be the first to know the details about our upcoming events. If you live outside California, you'll still be able to be a part of our 633 events because we live stream them. And with the app, you can participate in our question and answer portion of the event. Learn more about 633 when you download the Living Truth app. It's the one with the red logo with the pillars or by visiting walkintruth.com. Now, here's Pastor Michael with a final word. Well, we've been mentioning a phone number that you can call if you need some comfort. And look, we all have times in our life where we need someone to hear us. We need someone to pray for us. That's available to you. We have a line available, 844-48-TRUTH. You can call that during normal business hours, Tuesday through Friday, Pacific time, 844-48-TRUTH. And, uh, you know, there'll be a pastor here to talk with you, pray with you, Reach out to us, 844-48-TRUTH. You know, as we study the book of Job, we're learning about the value of comfort and we're learning about the value of being a good comforter and oh, how we need to grow. Oh, how I need to grow in that. Thank God for his living word. And thank you for joining us, praying for us, partnering with us. We appreciate you. We love you. And we'll see you right here tomorrow on Walk in Truth. God bless. Remember, Walk in Truth is a listener-supported ministry. Your financial partnership helps us broadcast on this station and provide the podcast for free. And it also helps us do our free apologetic events too. Please consider becoming a monthly partner of at least $5 a month. You can donate at walkintruth.com. And join us tomorrow on this station for Pastor Michael Lance's teaching in Job chapter 17 called True Hope. I'm Mike Massaro. Thanks for listening to Walk in Truth. Our goal is to equip you to reach out with God's truth to all people.